Blackhawks Live. Here's the break in front with a pass. He scores! That's hockey, baby! From the downtown studios of WGN Radio, it's time for Blackhawks Live. Let's pull back the curtain, go behind the scenes of your favorite hockey team. That's what we're here for, guys, to win. Blackhawks Live. Now, here's Joe Brand with Chris Bowden. Okay, guys, show us what you got. Yes, it is definitely time for Blackhawks Live, but you know what else it's time for? It's time for the Hawks to turn this thing around. They start a four-game homestand beginning tomorrow night at the United Center hosting the New York Islanders. And for the first time, Blackhawks fans can pack the UC like they've done oh so many times. But for the first time since March 2020, they have the opportunity to do that. How's it going, everyone? Along with Chris Bowden, I'm Joe Brand. This is Blackhawks Live. Let's bring in WGN-TV's Chris Bowden. How you doing, buddy? How's it going? I'm doing all right. We had a little uh, switcheroo here last minute where some uh, scheduling things had to be juggled around. I thought I was going to be in studio and, and get to see the brand stash, the brand stash in person. It's going to have to wait another week because uh, I got to stick around and do the ten thirty show here tonight. But uh, yes, as you said, not to, it's it's time to get going, and I think uh, um, the the team realizes that going back to practice today. They probably realized it, you know, after the first couple of games and things didn't swing their way in Pittsburgh. Some corrections definitely need to be made. A lot of guys need to play a whole lot better, get in sync with each other. No better time than this opportunity on a four game homestand against some still pretty tough opponents. They're going to have to not only be ready to play with the help of that crowd after the anthem tomorrow night, uh, but also be ready to play in sync with each other because we simply have not seen that so far in the first three games. Correctable things, and remember this team started out 0-3-1 last year. You didn't want to get out to the same type of start that they did over the last couple of years and put yourself behind the eight ball. It's still early, but it gets late real quickly here if they don't address things and uh, get back on the right track here starting tomorrow night. Correctable mistakes, I think, is the biggest thing, and Jeremy Colleton has acknowledged that a few times, and he's uh, shown a lot of confidence in his team, but so far, Getting off to a good start has been the problem. We're going to talk to Henrik Borgstrom in a little bit. He's going to tell us what this team is planning on doing to make sure that that doesn't happen yet again. As Chris mentioned, a couple of tall tasks coming up, one of them being the New York Islanders, a team that has gone to the Eastern Conference final back-to-back years. They're also on a little bit of a struggle bus yeah. heading into this season, but they haven't even played a home game yet either. They won't for quite some time. So uh, we'll see if the Blackhawks can take advantage of that tomorrow night. Before we... Uh, uh, get to Henrik Borgstrom. Hey, fans, be sure to change your life today. That's a powerful message. One, rather, the one, the Joint Relief Institute works hard to help make happen for hundreds of patients every day, but it would change your life if you could walk and move around pain-free. There's enough weighing on people's minds these days. Don't let joint pain weigh your body down. The Joint Relief Institute in Orland Park, Oak Brook, and now Northbrook uses sophisticated, state-of-the-art digital imaging to see precisely where your tissue has deteriorated and then they put in a joint lubricant into that exact spot. It's fast, painless, and non-surgical. It's like putting a pillow in there to cushion your every step. Your insurance provider or Medicare almost surely will pay for it, and their insurance specialist will make sure you get the maximum coverage. So why not change your life today by making it pain-free? Go to jointreliefinstitute.com in Orland Park, Oak Brook, and now Northbrook. Same number for all three locations. Make your appointment today. Call 708 888 Zero, zero, as in zero pain. Henrik Borgstrom joins us after the break. You're listening to Blackhawks Live here on 720 WGN. Dylan Strom sent it down in behind the wild net. Kirby Doc there. 
Out to the right point with a pass now to Jones. Put it back in behind Strom. Put it out in front. They score! Markstrom with his first goal of the preseason. A beautiful feed from Dylan Strom from behind the wild net. And Borkstrom caught it on his stick and got it off in a blink of an eye. And the Hawks have now tied the score one. That goal that you just heard, along with some other impressive things that Henrik Borkstrom did during the preseason and so far in the early going here this year, is what has had him in the starting lineup three straight days for the Chicago Blackhawks. I'm Joe Brand alongside Chris Bowden for Blackhawks Live here on 720 WGN. And we also have... Blackhawks forward Henrik Borgstrom. Henrik, thanks so much for joining us today. Let's get right to it. What's been talked about throughout the team right now, finally being able to get back to the United, to the United Center and finally getting a home game this year? Oh, it's uh, for sure. It's huge, huge game for us. Uh, you know, otherwise, too, you know, it's the first home game, but um, we're going to get a good uh Good bounce back game after after those three three straight losses, which which was uh, or those were really frustrating. So, yeah, definitely wanna wanna get a good good start tomorrow night and uh, you know see the crowd and and get it going. Yeah, uh, you'll you'll you definitely should be ready to to get out from the jump tomorrow night once they play that anthem. And I know you're probably heard all about it and familiar with it. But before that happens, you're coming off of this road trip, and as you return to practice today after that loss Saturday in Pittsburgh, had an off day yesterday. As you return to practice today, what were some of the main messages being discussed in that locker room on the grease board amongst the guys in terms of? Uh, getting this uh, this ship kind of righted from where it started over the first three games as you return home for a pretty big four game homestand. Yeah, I mean, you know, just after after Saturday, um, I feel like uh, all the guys were were really disappointed uh, the way we played. Uh, you know, especially in the first period, and then when it's like four nothing, it's yeah. To today, we we were just talking about um, you know about. Uh, how we have to be tougher to play against and not letting odd man rushes uh, all the time. And, and just like, you know, we haven't been giving ourselves the best chance to win, win those games. So, you know, the, the opponents we've been playing against, they've, they've played well and just like waited for our mistakes. And uh, I feel like we gotta, we gotta clean up our defense, you know, just be ready to defend better. And, uh, you know, offensive side of things will will come with that. Out of those things that you and the entire team are planning on correcting, what do you feel most confident in that we can turn around? What like specific aspect of the game that you've had you had been struggling with the past couple of days? What do you feel most confident in, in being able to turn around starting tomorrow? Well, you know, I think uh, in the preseason we uh, we played really real well. As a team, you know, not a lot of two on ones or three on twos breakaways, but now, um, you know, these first three games off the season have uh, been really tough for us in, in that, that matter. And I think that's, that's something that's pretty easy to, because those are just like, uh, you know, mistakes that have been like uh, coming up or, or over and over again. And it's something that's pretty easy to fix. You know, you guys just have to be more. More on their on their toes, you know. Um, I think me by myself too. I had one one thing or one one chance on Saturday when I, uh, we let as a, as a line we let uh, two on one um, come through, and you know, gotta be gotta be more ready for that and 
yeah, ready to defend, I guess. Yeah, and when you talk about these things now, I'll ask one more question concerning this, and then we'll perhaps get on to some uh, some more more positive things than what we've seen from the start here so far, and uh, a little bit more about you personally. But when you mentioned some of these some of these breakdowns, there are a lot of new faces on this team, and you are one of them. And I'm sure there is an adjustment period as you get to know each other's tendencies and comfort levels. But how much of these corrections are more mental and communication? And how much of that is is um, determination and effort? Or is it just a combination of both of those in order to get things squared away? Yeah, it might be a combination. I, I can't give you a clear clear answer. Um, but, you know, lot, lots of new faces, including myself. And uh, it's always kind of, um, you know, not weird, but it's going to take a little time when there's a lot of, a lot of new guys in a, in a team. And, um, you know, that's definitely going to take little time uh, but I mean you know we got great great leaders lot lots of uh, experienced guy guys uh, who have won it all and you know I'm sure we'll we'll figure it out some of those guys that you bring up uh, you know the Jonathan Taves the Patrick Canes even the Alex DeBrinkets I, I really like yeah. something that you had to say earlier this year about realizing your role on this team and you said uh, along the lines of you don't need to be that elite goal scorer because there are so many of those already on this team. You just need to find a way to complement them, and then they can complement you. Does that maybe take a little bit of pressure off of you? You know, you know, when you're playing with that many skilled players and knowing, okay, I if I just help them play their best hockey, then we can all work together as a team a little bit better. Um, yeah, maybe maybe a little bit, but I mean, I still still have to be uh, reliable and, you know, produce, uh, you know, good, good, uh, good stuff on the ice. I mean, uh, it's, it's different when you're not, um, and, uh, like necessarily the first, first guy you put on out there as, uh, in the power play or, or stuff like that. But, um, I don't think, you know, playing the best, best hockey league in the world, uh, I feel like the pressure is, is always going to be there. Uh, maybe, maybe not for the guys who have, scores a thousand points but you know they still probably I, I feel like they they still have that pressure too if the things are not going the way we want um but yeah um i wouldn't say it's uh less pressure it's just like the role is different and i know uh, i need to do like different stuff on the ice what was your uh, reaction when you heard uh, news of the trade last spring that uh, you were going to become a Chicago Blackhawk uh, along with a couple of your old former Panthers teammates? Uh, what was your reaction when you were, I know, playing overseas last season? Yeah, it was <laughs> it was pretty amazing. I mean, um, you know, I was just I was just at home. Um, then my agent calls me that there might be a trade coming up uh, in in a couple of hours, and then. Like 30 minutes later, he calls me again, and he's like, "Yeah, it's gonna go through in 30 minutes." And I'm like, "Holy!" Like it just like went went by so fast. I feel like, and then I just like checked the. I didn't know who was like involved in the in the trade, and then I saw like Stillman was uh, in it, and uh, then Connolly as well. And it was just kind of weird, you know, um, the, having the first trade trade of my career so um but it was at the same time it was like so exciting to you know just uh you know every, everyone knows the blackhawks and and uh yeah it was just a great opportunity i feel like and i was i was pretty pumped up for sure 
So Riley Stillman's another guy that uh, had a good camp, worked his way into a spot on this roster, and has been in the lineup all three days. Is it kind of cool that you know you have your familiarity with him, and then both you guys come on over to the Blackhawks and find your way on this team? Is it kind of cool to have that camaraderie with him in the early going? <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. I, I mean, uh, we lived together in uh, in Springfield when we played in the in the minors uh together for a bit there and uh, with the florida organization so it's it's kind of fun too <laughs> i don't know if it's fun like usually fun to get traded but that was <laughs> that was definitely like something <laughs> kind of special to get traded with your friend but um yeah it's been it's been nice and nice to have him have him here and you know uh, kind of helped me helped me through with uh some of the stuff here in chicago you know just getting to know uh, a lot of the places and uh yeah things like that well another guy that you uh, you knew previously was ian mitchell i think from your uh, from your days over over in denver and you get to reconnect with him he had an outstanding couple of seasons there at the university of denver and um uh, what's it like as well to be reunited with him he doesn't throw quite the hip checks that ian mitchell does but uh, uh what's, what's it like to have another familiar face in ian with you and i know uh he's uh, still kind of uh, you know like like a couple of guys and maybe even call yourself trying to find his game here at the nhl level i know he was just yeah. sent out to rockford the other day but uh how would you describe your and ian's relationship yeah it's good uh yeah i love love the ian in uh in college great great guy and uh probably the smallest head in college hockey back then. <laughs> but yeah it, it's nice nice to have uh him around too and you know just playing with him in college uh yeah it was great one of the better better days in my life so far so yeah it's it's very very we're very very nice to have him there too have you been getting pretty close with Kevin Lankinen too? Another guy from Finland. Oh yeah, for sure. It's you know, uh, it's it's always nice to nice to speak Finnish too sometimes, and <laughs> and uh, you know makes it makes it a lot easier too because we live live uh, near near each other, and uh, you know he's uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty much our every night ritual. I'm, I'm texting, and can you pick me up in the morning? And <laughs> he's like, yeah, I can. <laughs> So um, yeah, it's it's been good. It's nice that there's there's guys that I know from the team uh, that can help me out, especially in the start because like everything is new and uh, lots lots to learn, learn for sure. Well, he he's so much older than you, uh, but so I don't I don't think you guys ever had a chance to play together. Correct me if I'm wrong, but what 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 is his legend there in Finland uh, after uh, back home in Finland after that uh, legendary performance at the World Championships a couple of years ago? Um, yeah, I think a lot of the people, especially after after the um, championship, uh, were recognizing him, and he had uh, his own like reading club because he he was telling the media that he likes to likes to read books, and the media just just <laughs> wow, uh, yeah, they were fired up about it, and uh, yeah, uh, I, he played he played for my uh, hometown club, uh, the same club I played for last year, and yeah, uh, he's he's well respected over there and uh yeah it's it's great guy got henrik borgstrom on here for a few more minutes on blackhawks live as uh we talk about the home opener that kicks off tomorrow night against the new york islanders henrik so much has been talked about your puck or rather your skill with the puck uh what you're able to do with it and that's just one of your biggest traits on the ice when did you realize you had that kind of gift and what types of things did you use to do like were you one of those guys that always had a hockey stick and maybe even just a tennis ball, like in the hallway, just to always uh, kind of uh, work that craft? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, my my dad used to 
used to coach uh, a lot of a lot of them like uh, junior teams in, in Finland, and I was always just you know from like two year old, I was always at the rink with them, and then we would always like play street hockey with my with my younger brothers and our friends um, outside, and uh, then my dad is he's also uh, like a how would I say like a CEO of uh, one of the rinks. I took a rinks in uh, Helsinki, so uh, like during summer summer times when there was uh, not as many practices going on, we would always go out there and just skate in the middle of the summer, and uh, yeah, the whole day would just go by by out there, and uh, you know, just playing all all types of sports too. But I feel like you know I've always been kind of kind of crazy about hockey, so that that would probably be the the reason why. You're like the rest of us. We're all crazy about hockey here. Uh, one, more, one more from me here. And um, you, you had a great 18-19 season in, uh, in Florida. Uh, eight goals, 18 points in 50 games. Uh, and then, you know, uh, Joel and the new staff came in and uh, didn't get as much of an opportunity. You went overseas to Finland to play the bulk of the season last year. How would you describe uh, how you utilized that season last year in Finland to raise your game? And how do you think in, in coming back over your game is better than it was when you left a year ago? Um, I think, you know, that season uh, or my last season in, in USA, I think uh, myself, I thought I was I was uh, ready for NHL and then uh, things went how they went. And um, I mean, I was, you know, it's, it's so much about confidence too. When you lose it, it's, it's kind of tough to get back and, and then I, I had a couple of injuries last last year too. Uh, couldn't couldn't start the season on time, and then uh, you know it was tough tough start for me. And, uh, when I got back, you know wasn't feeling quite that good uh, conditioning wise. And then towards the uh, end of the season, just like started feeling better and better and better. And then uh, obviously um, you know that helped me out out a lot. And then. You know, getting that trade and, you know, just being so excited about it and uh, working out for it, practicing the whole summer for it. And, you know, uh, I think that that really helped me, you know, that trade too. you know, just to get that like mental mm. mental side of things, you know, getting fired up about the new season and uh, wanting to show that I can play here. So, that, yeah, last year was good and definitely helped me out a lot. Henrik, thanks so much for spending some time with us tonight and best of luck tomorrow at the home opener. Thank you very much. Thanks, Henry. All right. Thank you. Absolutely. Big thanks to Henrik Borgstrom and the Blackhawks. We're going to take a break as we head into the WGN newsroom. We've got a Boyke's prize pack to give away and much more here on Blackhawks Live. Let's head over to the newsroom where Kevin Wells is standing by. Hi, Blackhawks fans. I'm coming back to Chicago. Can't wait to see you at the United Center for my legacy night on November 9th. See you there. Not sure if all Blackhawks fans can recognize Marion Hosa's voice, but I'm sure more than a handful. I think they can, especially with those who are around during his era. Definitely know it. Definitely. And definitely is one of Marion's favorite words, definitely. <laughs> I do remember not too long ago when the Blackhawks were starting to replay all those Stanley Cup big games and uh, Marion Hosa chimed in because it was the anniversary, I believe, of the Nashville goal. And he had a video like that, <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah, that I I feel like you're right. More more Blackhawks fans than not would recognize his voice. Yeah, and uh, 
Hopefully by then, we'll, we'll, the, the, the defensive setup and the defensive structure and things will be more Marion Hosa-like, and they don't have to rely on him on November night to uh, give them a little bit more advice because uh, the, the way things have gone defensively here in these first three games. And then hearing from Marion today, it brings you back like, ah, that was the perfect player in terms of being able to play both ends of the ice. The Hawks... I'm confident we'll get things together. They just got to get it together quickly here. Communication, you know, and uh, getting in sync with one another. This is a better roster than it was last year. There's no excuse why they shouldn't get back on the rails here quickly. He's Chris Bowden. I'm Joe Brand. You're tuned in to Blackhawks Live here on 720 WGN. The Hawks begin their home schedule tomorrow night against the New York Islanders. Also, later on in the show, we're going to be giving away a Boykies prize pack, which includes two bags of Boykies Biltong made from 100% USDA choice beef, sponsored by Boykies. Also, if you don't happen to land that prize pack, you can use the promo code WGN. Get 10% off of your purchase just by going to boykeys.com, B-O-Y-K-E-Y-S.com. Over at the United Center today, a little bit earlier, there was uh, some new introductions. please tell me about this. Please (laughs) tell me about this. Well, listen, obviously these are the fun days where you get some free food. And, uh, of course, I'm going to pounce on it, Chris. And not too long ago, we both pounced on it. And uh, definitely stuffed our bellies with some great uh, little goat. Goes to the Takiera, I believe is what it's called, with the tacos and the sauce and everything. They basically spread out all that today, showed all the new accommodations at the United Center. Some of the new food items, there aren't too, there aren't many flashy new food items because all the food at the United Center is already pretty good. Um, But just a wide array of everything. They had uh, food from Queenie's, which is upstairs. They had a a really cool venue down low, which is uh, the United Center uh, Concert Hall, or or one of those rooms that you can rent out for a private event. Mm -hmm. They've got a DJ stage, plenty of tables, and lots of good stuff. But I think the main thing was to uh, get people in there to realize, okay, what changes are going to be made when entering the United Center this year? Obviously, there's a mask mandate, there's a vaccination or negative COVID test rule that you have to have proof of that when walking into the United Center. But, you know, they've had a test run with this with the preseason and with concerts already, so they know what they're getting into. But what fans need to know is you've got to have either your vaccination card or proof of a negative test Somewhere. It can be a picture on your phone. So if you've got a vaccination card, you're fully vaccinated, take a picture, probably take both sides just to be safe and make sure you have that. Also, if you are not vaccinated, you have to have uh, proof of a negative COVID test. That needs to be within two days of entering the building. So you have to have at least a picture of that. Um, But more importantly, just have everything on your phone. Have everything ready. Otherwise, you're just going to be waiting in line for quite some time. But it seems like the United Center has done their due diligence about this already. Yeah, and yeah, let's just say this. I'm going to miss not being there on, on, on opening night tomorrow night and hearing the anthem with a full house and uh, all, all the all the perks of, of having that place packed and energized. But also to everyone out there, you know, the rules are set in place. I mean, you know, uh, be cool about it. Be respectful of others. You have, you know, 20,000, hopefully, of your, your closest friends with you cheering on the same team and reacting to the same team. And uh, let's not try to cut any corners. Be considerate of others when you're walking around the concourse and when you're, you know, having to use the restroom or whatever like that. So uh, hopefully everyone's on the same page and all in agreement uh, as far as that goes as we all try to get this world back to normal. 
And I'll follow that up with the question of, of your samples today, Joe, <laughs> what was your favorite? I understand they have like a convenience store or something like like that that they're opening up. 1800 Market, is that what I read? Yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't get to try anything from there, but it's all prepackaged goods. Right. Um, but yeah, it's very cool. You know, it's <laughs> I don't want to undersell it, but it's kind of like an airport vibe. Where, you know, you get through security, you're checked in, and, you know, you need to pick up some snacks, maybe a drink, uh, maybe an ice cream or something, and that's all right there. And, yeah, it's called the 1800 Market. It's connected to the atrium. But the cool thing about it is you put in your credit card, you get basically charged by entering in, but you don't get charged yet. But the the sensors and the cameras and all the monitors take note of what you take, and you can just walk out of there without having to go to a cash register and actually formally pay for it. They've, they've got on record what you have taken, but there's a huge beer supply, so if you know, maybe your favorite beer isn't at the actual uh, concourse at the United Center. They've got plenty of more options, craft beer, regular domestics, but then even just salads and chips and cookies and ice cream. And there's the, the opportunities are endless, Chris. All right. Well, uh, you still haven't told me what you liked best, though. Uh, okay. Well, what I liked best, what I believe is... Uh, <laughs> Make it was, me jealous. Come on. It was the uh, Amish Chicken Vesuvio from Ooh. Queenie's. Wow. And uh, yeah, it was some top-notch stuff, just chicken cooked perfectly, some potatoes, some peas, a uh, little lemon drizzle on it. It was it was pretty top-notch, if you All ask right. me. All right, Joe. Yeah, I've, I had a, a, hey, a, you asked. a, a baggie full of nuts so far today <laughs> uh, and some strawberries and raspberries, and that's it. So uh, my stomach's growling. Yeah, well, and, and I feel like your doctor is going to give you two thumbs up after hearing that as well. <laughs> uh, we've got a Boyke's prize pack to give away, so feel free to call us, uh, 312-981-7200. Uh, we're going to give away that. Again, if you uh, aren't able to land that prize pack, just use the promo code WGN at Boykies.com. Also, if you want to just send us a text about what's on your mind heading into this home opener tomorrow night from the 312 number, asking if we think that Dylan Strom will be put in the lineup, we'll get to that and some other of your questions and comments. Again, 312-981-7200. Try to call in and win a Boykies prize pack after the break here on Blackhawks Live, 720 WGN. Yeah, he's been good. I think he's been, um, obviously it's tough for him not to play and, um, you know, being in that position, but he's handling it well. He's, um, you know, good in the locker room. I mean, he's, he's working hard in practice. I think he's making, you know, the team better, whether he's playing or not. And I think, um, you know, the way he battles in practice has been good. And That's number 12, Alex Dabrinkit, talking about his teammate, Dylan Strom, one of his good buddies he played with before the Blackhawks, and Dylan Strom has yet to play in a game this year in the regular season for the Blackhawks. I'm Joe Brand, along with Chris Bowden here on Blackhawks Live 720. We had a text asking about Dylan Strom, and it sounds like our first caller, Katrina, has a note about Dylan Strom, too. How's it going, Katrina? It's going pretty good. How's it going with you, gentlemen? Oh, doing just fine, just fine. What's on your mind about Dylan Strom? Well, uh, you know, there was a statement by Colleton that seemed a little ambiguous. Um, and then, of course, a few statements by uh, the press on Twitter. And I was just wondering if you guys wanted to and wouldn't mind giving your opinions on what you think is kind of going down with the, the Stromer thing, whether it's he's about to be traded or it's just they truly haven't found a place for him yet in the current um, lineups. Well, I, I think the biggest thing is, and thank you very much for your call, Katrina, um, I think the biggest thing is there's a lot more depth at the position at center right now than there were la- than there was last year and in years past. Uh, Jonathan Taves is back. 
Uh, Kirby Dock is back. Tyler Johnson was added to this offseason. So with Dylan Strom's struggles that he's had in years past, the Blackhawks are kind of going with uh, maybe a different, a little bit of a different look and um, trying to figure out some new things with these new pieces that they have. Dylan Strom hasn't played in a game yet, and he was actually wearing the white jersey today, which I believe uh, leads us to believe that he will be a healthy scratch. But so far in the early going, Chris, that's what I would say about Dylan Strom so far. Yeah, and there's been some uh, reports from some of the guys who are really tapped in nationally that uh, Stan Bowman is is listening to offers for Dylan. And uh, let's face it, you know, some opportunity, a great opportunity that Dylan had last year fell by the wayside. I know he did also have some injury issues over the last couple of years that have hampered him as well. But uh, when the time has come for him to step up and grab hold of a regular spot in the lineup, he's been unable to do so. They need him to provide offense, and uh, they would love to see him provide offense with you know, an attack that has just two five-on-five goals so far for the first three games. But you mentioned the added depth right here, and... Um, uh, you know, if they are in fact listening to offers for him, um, you can look at it two ways. Even they're trying to keep him from any injury, or um, the other thing, if he does get an opportunity and does produce, um, that would certainly you know raise the asking price for what they could potentially get in return. But uh, I think just based on the opportunities. Defense has not been his strength. Defense has not been this team strength through the first three contests of the season, mm-hmm. particularly at the outset of games. So I think Jeremy Calton is still looking for some other combinations, mixing and matching before he would go back to that if he is still uh, a member of this team. We've all seen what Strom is capable of when he first came over that first season from Arizona. Had almost a point-per-game average. But since then, he hasn't been able to match that production and that that real ripe opportunity they had last year with Jonathan Taves not being able to play. Uh, he didn't quite come through that the way a lot of people expected, and now some other guys are fighting for positions and can perhaps provide a little bit more balance at both ends of the ice for Jeremy. And that's something that's been talked about so much during the preseason about the competition, how much depth this team has right now, and Jeremy Colleton continues to point out that that's a good problem to have right now. It's a good problem that guys are fighting for a spot, and it might not be the best situation for Dylan Strome right now, but you know the last thing that Jeremy Colleton talked about Dylan Strom was saying that Dylan Strom understands understands at least right now the situation at hand, but he told Jeremy Colleton, the next time I come in, the next time I'm on this team playing at the playing in a Blackhawks uniform, I'm not going to be taken out again. And Jeremy Colleton mentioned how that's the right mentality yeah. he needs to have. The the soundbite we just heard a bit with Alex Debrinket, basically uh, repeating the same types of things of Dylan Strom's confidence level right now. And and honestly, he was one of the last people on the ice tonight at practice, or I should say this morning, you know, doing some uh, drills with like five or six guys left, just some one-on-one shooting by the goal line. And, you know, snuck one to the back of the net, a little bit of a celebration. It looks like his spirits are high right now, and that's that's a tough thing to attain in a situation like that. So the fact that he's able to do that is is definitely a promising sign. No question. His, his outward attitude, at least public attitude, with all of us have been great because there have been, it has been a little bit of a roller coaster ride for Dylan here in his time in Chicago, but having that right attitude. And here's the other thing. If they try to send him down to Rockford, he's not going to clear waivers. Someone will snatch him up right away. And the 
other thing is, is if they do lose him in some manner, be it for a trade, there's the argument that, okay, we don't know whether Jonathan Taves is going to last the entire season based mm-hmm. on the unknowns of his health situation. Wouldn't it be nice to have Dylan Strom in your back pocket? Well, the other thing is, is there's some other guys down in Rockford now knocking at the door uh, who probably would be ready to make a jump after a few games under their belt. So that's kind of the catch-22 that Dylan Strom finds himself in right now. And that's why Jeremy Colleton keeps telling everybody that is about to go down to Rockford. I, I love the one line he said, don't let it be wasted time. If, mm-hmm. if you don't think you deserve to be down in Rockford, then prove us wrong. Show, make uh, Take advantage of that time down there for developmental reasons and work your way back up. And that's, that's exactly what happened to Mike Hardman. You know, Three games into the season, he, he's coming right back up to the NHL level after he played in a handful of games last year. But he said he brought that approach down to Rockford. He said, I, I, I went in with the right mentality, didn't get all frustrated, and now he's back up as the Hawks try to switch some things. I, I do want to get to this one text uh, coming from the 312, criticizing Jeremy Colleton not making any adjustments. Now, now listen, if, you're, if you've got criticism on Jeremy Colleton, I, I'm not going to dispute you on everything, but... He has swung around the line so much in all three games. I mean, adjustments have been there. Um, I get it. There's there's a lackluster start to the Blackhawks for these past three games, but but adjustments have been made. Tinkers, you know, tinkering with the lineup has happened. It's it's not like he's uh, totally being adamant and stubborn about what's going on right now with the team. Yeah, and you know, let, let's be honest here. Through the first three games of the season. Um, it is a bit head scratching, a little bit baffling because, you know, the level of this roster is better, uh, experience wise. And, uh, the old go back and look at the bubble gum, back of the bubble gum card for what these guys have done in their careers. It is much better than it was a year ago. But in all honesty, you know, uh, your best players have to be your best players. And, uh, we haven't seen some of the guys who we know are capable of much better things and executing much better, both on the blue line and up front play to their capabilities through the first three contests of the season. And if I, you know, if I, you know, from, uh, you know, wearing, wearing a reporter's hat here, have to look at the first three games, I can probably count the guys on one hand who have had good starts. I look at Dominic Kubelik. I look at Brandon Hagel. I look at Kirby Doc, who's had a good start. I look at Riley Stillman and, and maybe even Kevin Lankinen. But beyond that, there's a whole lot more in the tank for a lot of those other guys on that roster that we expect a whole lot more from, and hopefully it starts happening tomorrow night against the Islanders. Absolutely. That's what the Blackhawks fans are hoping for. Tomorrow night, the home season begins. A four-game homestand starting tomorrow as the Hawks kick off their year at the United Center against the New York Islanders. A 7 o'clock puck drop. We'll have a 6.30 pregame here on 720 WGN. Chris, great to talk to you. We'll talk next week. Let's, uh, next Monday, 7 o'clock, right? Absolutely. All right. Can't wait we'll for talk it. To then. Circled on the calendar. He's Chris Bowden. I'm Joe Brand. You've been listening to Blackhawks Live. Kevin Wells is standing by in the newsroom after the break here on 720 WGN.